Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol. Three person car. I can't say three man car because I have my wife here. <laughs> <laughs> I have my, 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 sa my sacramental construct to my right. Uh, my name is Jesse Romero, my He's wife. Anita Romero. Tobias and Sarah. Prisca and Aquila. Priscilla, yes. And we have St. Paul with us. Absolutely. How's that? <laughs> what we, a team. <laughs> right? we've, got a we've got a third um, a, a ER uh uh, first responder, and he's actually a former first responder. We got Father Dave Nixon. Right. I'm a retired LA cop. My wife's a retired LA County nurse. Worked in the jail, in fact. Worked, and uh, Father Nix is a, is a retired EMT, a former EMT, now a Catholic yep. priest. So all of us are now first responders Funders. for the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, and we're we are here to help the spirit, right? That's right. The souls. All of us need... took care of the body for yes, many years. Many now years. We're, now, now we're treating the soul. souls. The souls. I think that's uh, more important. Is, don't that's what we call yeah. soul patrol. Absolutely. Soul patrol. So before we start, Father, next, the month of January is? It is the month of the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. So by tradition, the Catholic Church dedicates each month of the year uh, to a devotion. And this month is the holy name of jesus thank you you know that's the beauty of our church we always they're always giving us devotions something to look forward to something to focus on and uh and it's our duty as catholics as lay people to get the word out you know why we're doing it why we're praying why you know these devotions and that's how our catechesis and evangelization happens right amen well, yeah. you know what? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. You know I know a lot of Catholic priests. You know that. Yes. I'm, I'm very well connected in the yes. church. But I will say, I'm right. going to tell you, and you know that because I tell you all this, at the top of the food chain, when it comes to intellectual thought and people that know the faith yes. at a deep level, you know who I'm always talking about around the yeah. house. Yeah. Okay? Yes. We have him here, Father Dave Nix. Yes. And you know that I know I know thousands of priests around yes. the country. Yes. But Father Dave Nix definitely stands out in my mind as one of the, one of Yeah, your contact is Yeah, cool. he's one of God's SWAT team, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Cuz there's a lot of them are patrol officers. Father Dave is is and I think because, he's a lieutenant. Yeah, because he spends the time to dig deep like I do. I mean, I got that apologetics right, background, right. and he's somebody that digs deep. So, Father. And I admire Father because um, he has, you know, he has his duties as a priest, but he's taking the time to inform himself and to, to, to dig deeper yeah. and, and to to Help catechize us. us as a lay people. And we need that. Thank you, Father. Thank you for Thank you. your, 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 you know, burning your eyes at night. And I'm sure you're, they're reading and, and, and just want to help us by, by educating yourself to educate us. I, I see and Father I, Dave Nix kind of as a, as a pastor of all good Catholics around the country. Yes. That, that, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. like the pastor to like thousands <laughs> of people because right. In our network of circles, people go, do you know Father Dave Nix? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, we know him. <laughs> no, I go to his blog. In other words, he's do he's evangelizing and catechizing so many people beyond yes. just being in a parish. Not that right. I'm not that I'm begrudging parish work. That's yeah. needed. That's needed. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Father, welcome thanks. to the show. Well, I didn't I didn't deserve all that, but you know, it's very interesting <laughs> to me that you mentioned um, just uh, priest education. And I know you guys love Fulton Sheen. You know, Fulton Sheen used to say he can tell the year of ordination of a priest when he goes in and looks at his library. Because the year of his ordination is the last year of books he has published in there. Oh. <laughs> and, and so this was Fulton Sheen basically saying, 
one of the reasons we have a problem of crisis in the priesthood is because priests are not doing any of their own continuing education. Mm -hmm. So his point in saying he could look at the library and see, he wasn't ripping on old books. He obviously likes old books. What he meant, though, is too many priests stop their prayer and their study once they're ordained. And he was essentially saying this was the problem in the priesthood. I mean, you've heard every every single retreat that he ever gave for priests. You cannot listen to a single recorded um, hour that he gave to priests without mentioning that daily holy hour. So mm-hmm. I think too many priests, we get into the parish, we see people like us. This happened to me. And it's just like, well, you're saving the day. You're hearing all these confessions and you forget about your prayer and your study. So, Anita, yes. I think that's so important that you just mentioned that, um, you know, we priests have to keep studying, especially yeah. in these times when there is so much confusion. There's a phrase in the South. I knew an, an old, no, not, not an old priest. I knew a priest in the South. And he said, people can't agree if it's night. I think that's an old Southern phrase. And that's mm-hmm. that's our situation right now is priests cannot agree on anything. Bishops can't agree on anything. And now we have this um mass formation psychosis that everyone's finally talking about or half the country is talking about <laughs> yeah you know right and, uh, right but i have yeah. my own i mean it's it's funny yeah I'm, i might be a lieutenant but i have people that i text who are the generals and one of them's one of the people <laughs> you have coming out to your um to your thing and i and i look to to jesse for advice too so i really appreciate that um you know, yeah, once uh, when I was a paramedic leaving, I was starting to go into daily mass and I left and the parish priest saw me and he goes, you have a good day saving bodies. I'm going to have a good day saving souls. Wow. And mm-hmm. that was one of the little seeds in my mind that thought, you know, what what are the what lives forever? Obviously, we get our bodies back, whether you go to heaven or hell. But this was a real um, a showstopper for me. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to be with you guys because you and Nita were a nurse. I love I love personalities of nurse. They're sort of like. Um, uh, they're like flight attendants. They are the nicest people in the world. But if you cross that boundary, they will make your life hard. You know, they become, they become nurse ratchet. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on your side. They're on your side till you, till you make. Life I try hard. to min- minimize that characteristic of art nurses, the nurse ratchet, ratchet <laughs> side. I really did. <laughs> and that's what's exciting about us three being together because we've all, you know, we've all been in the streets helping people, yep. and now we understand that it's we're, we're air support now. You know. That's Absolutely. exactly it. Yeah. Father, let, let's get right to it. Iron sharpens iron. Yes. That's where you, you're sharpening your iron. So it makes us, it, it really um, forces us to go into the breach and, and, and sharpen our iron. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Father, well, you Jesse, to... real last, last thing though, Jesse's not okay. going to like this being a father to priests, but like, he's been a father to me too. I know that he'd rather oh. uh, look at me as a father, oh. but there's been some dark times in my life when I looked to Jesse to be a father to me. So, you know, Oh. That's that's, that's, that's pretty thinking. rare to be to be seen as a father to priests. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> yes, Padre. That, that, that means a lot. Sure. Okay, yeah. let's get right to it. Uh, babe, can you close the door? Can, okay. Yeah, please. Um, so you wrote an article. It's called Satan's Target, Man's Heart, and the Women's Life-Giving Organs. I've been tracking in this direction as well. I've been thinking about this, but you actually put pen to paper, and you put out an article that's very Catholic, but you also uh, interface with what's happening right now with the COVID-19 and the, uh, and the mRNA injections <clears throat> vaccines. <laughs> Father, give us a synopsis of your article because I think it's brilliant. I think you're spot on. Anita and me have been talking about this for weeks now. Why, why is it yeah. going after the guy's hearts? Why mm-hmm. is it going after the women's uh, reproductive Fertility. organs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the way you synthesized it. Can you give us a little uh, synopsis of your article? Yes. Maybe I'll start with the medicine and then we'll integrate yeah. the theology. Okay. In there. Yeah, there you go. Let's start from the top. Absolutely. Okay. That'd be so great. I, 
I know you guys have been seeing the Joe Rogan stuff. I definitely promote the one with Dr. Joe McCullough. Uh, I'm not too happy in the second one with Robert Malone that he takes our Lord's name in vain a couple times towards the end. So if mm-hmm. I, I pause it and I do the divine praises if I, if I hear our Lord's name taken in vain. Anita, you mentioned the, the holy name of Jesus. And mm-hmm. um, I think the closer you get to God, the more it's a stab in the heart when you hear our Lord's name yes. misused. So I, in a hesitating manner, I promote the second one only in the last 15 minutes. Anyway, but I did listen to um, Joe Rogan's two, three and a half hour podcasts on Spotify with Dr. Joe McCullough and um, and Dr. Robert uh, Malone. And these are two of the most highly published people in their fields. And one of the things I noticed while listening to them is they both agree that the uh, C-19 or mRNA jab injection, whatever we're going to call it, um, we, they point out that this has the same spike protein as the actual virus. This has the same spike protein as um, coronavirus. The difference on the jab is it's wrapped in these lipid nanoparticles mm-hmm. um, that, well, the, the mRNA is actually wrapped in these lipid nanoparticles, and these target fatty tissues. And so fatty tissues would be things like the spleen and uh, the ovaries, and um, and for some reason they also go from myocardial tissue, heart tissue. Um, well, they link this to a lot of the pathophysiologies that are coming out of the VAERS reporting, the uh, the vaccine uh, adverse reaction reporting. They're noticing um, that girls are reporting numerous fertility problems and their explanation. Again, these are, these are top physicians, not me giving conspiracy theories. These are top physicians looking at this. In fact, Dr. Malone, he worked on the mRNA technology and so these guys are explaining that the uh, lipid nanoparticles are, are tar- targeting girls' ovaries and boys' hearts. Well, when I heard that, and here's where the theology comes in. When I heard that, I realized when you look at what Satan did in Genesis chapter 3 to get to Eve, obviously his goal was to take down the reproduction of man because Satan can't efface God's face. But Every man and woman is the image and likeness of God. So if he can attack that, he can sink or reduce or diminish the image and likeness of God on the planet. But to do that, he has to get to woman's ability to bear life, to reproduce. Because angel, I mean, we're talking fallen angels. Demons are fallen angels. Mm -hmm. They don't have the ability to reproduce. Amazingly, even non-fallen angels, angels in sanctifying grace, they don't even have the ability to reproduce, right? So there's something very offensive, especially now the good angels rejoice in human beings' ability to reproduce if if it's in a family, if it's in marriage. But fallen angels hate that I think it plays off the two main sins they have, which is envy and pride. They don't have sexual sins in the demonic world themselves, but they have envy and pride. So to try to efface God's face, they can only do this by attacking the image and likeness of God. That's done primarily in reproduction. But here's the thing. For Satan to get to Eve, who does he first have to conquer? He has to get Adam to be silent. He has to be, he has to get. Father, hold that thought. I hold, I hear the music. Hold that thought. Our favorite lady is here. Yes. We got Father Dave Nix on. Stick around. You don't want to miss what's up next. He's talking about the injections and what it does to the heart and reproductive organs. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us.
We are the two Latin lovers of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Latin lovers of, of our, our lady. lady. The three. three. The three. I have father. Three that's right. fathers that's here. Three. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm Irish. I'm Irish. <laughs> oh, that's right, father. <laughs> Did you ever hear the San Patricios? Um, no. no. Okay, so remember out there in Cal, well, you guys are in Phoenix now, but when the uh, U.S. when the U.S. government sacked um, the cathedral in Monterey, a group of Irish soldiers who were fighting for the U.S. switched to the Mexican side oh, uh, so as to mm-hmm. defend the Catholics. They realized the Irish, they had more in common with the Mexicans, and so they joined the Mexicans. They were eventually tried for treason by the U.S. government and hung and and killed. But if you go around like Mexico City, I went on a pilgrimage once, um, and you can find statues that are up to the San Patricio um, soldiers because they switched sides because they saw who was more Catholic. Now, most this was in the 19th century. A lot of the Irish immigrants didn't like to talk about them because they wanted to integrate themselves better into U.S. society. But Crisis Magazine about 10 years ago had a really interesting article, and it's funny because it talked a lot about the commonalities between the Irish and the Mexicans, how like, here's one, here's one strange connection. The Irish and the Mexicans, when they suffer, make jokes about it. You ever notice that? <laughs> when you're, when you're in your yes, difficult yes. situation, you sing songs and you make jokes about it. And, and it was really making a really interesting point that you have these two Catholic cultures 10,000 miles away from each other, but there's kind of this, uh, hobbity type attitude among Irish Catholics and Mexican Catholics. So you know, maybe that's so, what do you, so do you think we we have we're part Irish then? <laughs> <laughs> We've got some Irish uh, hey, sounds in us. You know who I think is part Irish? Uh, not too straight too, too much with it. Canelo, uh, the world champion for oh, Mexico. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think somebody told me that uh, he does got a strong Irish strain in his roots. Yeah. I mean, he's the, he's a, the the famous boxing world champion Canelo, I forget what his name is. Oh, really? Yeah, I, Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez, yeah. I like the way. Yeah, he's very he, Anglo, red hair. Yes, red hair. He looks freckles. like straight from Europe. Yes, yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah, so. They probably call yeah, people him don't realize Mexico <laughs> Mexico's a little bit more diverse than people actually realize. Yes, Did you know there's a right? group of Hasidic Jews in Mexico City? You told me that. I didn't know wow, that. You told there's me. like thousands. Yeah, there's thousands of Hasidic Jews in Mexico City. They came from Spain, I think, 500 years ago. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Father, by the way, there's some pretty brave priests and bishops in Mexico right now standing up against the government and getting uh, fined and possibly jailed. But that's for another topic. Let's go right back. You're giving us the theology on the way uh, the devil attacks a man's heart. Uh, the devil attacks a woman's uh, life-giving organs. And, and, and the jab does that also. Coincidence? I don't think so. Continue. Yeah. So just where I was in Genesis 3, obviously for Satan to get to woman, he has to conquer man's heart. And you mentioned in, I think, your show four or five days ago when you, when you were reviewing my article, you recognize this is both the physical heart and the spiritual heart. Mm-hmm. That for Satan yeah. to get to the woman, he has to conquer man's heart spiritually to put him into either a state of pusillanimity or lust. But he also, in this case, is actually physically harming Men. I mean, we've seen all these soccer players and others collapse in the middle of a game due to sudden cardiac arrest. Mysteriously, they had the jab within a week. And, you know, they're looking at these heart things. They're describing them as cardiac arrest, blood clots, thrombosis, stroke, irregular heartbeat, AFib, arrhythmias, neuropathies. But ultimately, about 50% of these are, are devolving into full cardiac arrest, which, as you know, is death. And this is happening mm-hmm. relatively rapidly after taking uh, the vaccine. And so, it just hit me one day if these young male athletes' hearts are failing and females' reproductive organs are failing, it takes us right back to the garden 
This is Satan's goal against all of humanity. St. Ignatius of Loyola calls Satan the ancient humanity of human nature, the ancient enemy of human nature, you know. And so we see him repeat the same attack. And this is where people are going to call it a stretch. That's fine. I don't care if they call it a stretch. There's something very evil about this jab. The fact it's... I, I call it a brilliant connection I, on your part. Absolutely. It's a brilliant connection born out of the fruit of prayer, without a doubt. And don't you think that these globalists are... It's, it's purposely on uh, against the youth because they are the future of Christianity. That's right. They are the future right. of Christianity. And, and uh, the, I, I it's just, not a coincidence. No, it's not. Absolutely not. And look at the level of co coercion. I know you guys have talked about this a lot, but since when have all seven continents been in union with big corp, big tech, big pharma and insisted something is for our health? Well, if Never. it was for our health, there would be no coercion. There would be absolutely no right. need for coercion at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Father, right. I, th there is a, a, a glimmer of hope. I mean, the Supreme Court's decision yesterday was 90% a victory for us, people of faith, patriots, conservatives. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's moving in the right direction. But continue, again, that connection. Uh, yeah. Woman's heart's being attacked. Men's heart's being attacked. Woman's infertility. It's not a coincidence. This is all the strategy of Satan, and he's using yeah. medical dictators to do this. Go ahead. Well, yeah, and you know it's kind of goofy that the past few years I walk around on the streets, and I this is this is a goofy question I shouldn't be asking myself, but I I often look around and I'm like, who's Satan after more, man or woman? And it's it's a ridiculous question because obviously he wants to take us both down, but ultimately, if I had to give an answer, I would say woman because she is the one who mm -hmm. gives new life. But so the ultimate goal might be woman, but I believe the penultimate goal is man because he mm -hmm. cannot take over a family unless he conquers the man. And I think you and Terry have talked about these numbers. I mean, these numbers have come out of evangelical groups, um, probably focus on the family. You know, they've shown that the man is the number one determinant of if a family goes to church when they grow up, whether that's mass, divine yeah. liturgy, a Protestant right. evangelical community. Um, in fact, it, He's basically the main determinant. It's something like 97% statistically significant if the man goes to mass or church, if the kids will. And then the woman, no offense to women, but they, they can only shift that by a couple percentage. So we're talking like 97% by a couple percentage. And so, um, you know, Cassie Canubi, I know you guys have studied that. This is where the Pope about 100 years ago talks about how man is the head of a family and woman is the heart of a family. And that doesn't mean men... Are not compassionate. It doesn't mean that women are ditzes with no brains. That's not what he means by that. When he says man is the the um, head of a family and woman is a heart, you know, um, Saint Thomas Aquinas teaches that the will follows the intellect, and so mm -hmm. the intellect has to be overturned on a lot of these matters of science and theology because the heart, even though the heart is more important, I mean, we've never had the sacred brain revelations of Jesus. We've only had the sacred heart revelations of Jesus. I'm not saying, you know, the, the heart is more important than the brain, of course, but um, the emotions of the heart are more easy to deceive than the brain. And this is where our, our current crisis in the church, it really is one of catechesis. You know, people often say, well, you guys have religion and we on the left have science. This whole coronavirus thing has made it very clear. The left has neither religion nor science in any of this. You know, they have they have totally failed in both. And this they have is where fa father. The they, yeah. they have scientism, not exactly. science. It's, and you know what? Really is, it's actually it's superstition because superstition is think of the Latin superstition, that which stands above superstition thinks it stands above religion and science on either side. In fact, it's below it. 
right? Mm -hmm. All they really have is superstition. I mean, do you think anybody in the Middle Ages would ride around in a cart by themselves with a mask on? <laughs> we, we are the most superstitious time in all of world history right now, you right? Know, uh, box alert, in, on the boxes of uh, those masks, it says that, that these masks do not protect you from any viruses. Hello. I don't know if you've, yeah. you've seen that. In the, I didn't in see the that, box. Anita, but yeah. I, it's right I know the, the box virus is yeah. three times smaller than the smallest. Oh, yeah. Cold. Right, right, right. It's funny. Since the very beginning, I said these masks were they're one and done. They're one and done. They're in. You go into a, an isolation room, you use them, you throw them away. That's, I mean, you can't use That's them right. over and over. You can't be in the public. You can't drop just, them and pick them up and put it, it back just, on. They don't work. <laughs> it's like, That's right. Uh, yeah. You know, we mentioned how the left doesn't have, they don't have religion. They don't have science. You know, the other thing they don't have is compassion. Um, sorry to go from joking to a serious topic no, here, no, but I have okay. a friend. And she was the um, she was the victim of uh, we'll keep it G-rated a certain type of assault. And you both, you know, you as a, a former sheriff and you, Anita, you know, um, when there's sexual assault, they have the man covers the woman's face and pushes it away. And so she can't wear a mask because of this past assault that she had. And she was explaining to me on the phone that um, how uncompassionate she'll go walk into, you know, Whole Foods or whatever. Really, the lack of compassion when she explains to people why she can't put on a mask because of this previous assault in her life, how these liberals who claim to be feminists, they don't care at all. And now she yells it out. If, she, if she's told to wear a mask, she just says, I was a victim of domestic assault. I can't wear it. And now that she yell, not yells it, but she says it very loudly in like a Whole Foods or whatever, they finally back down because nobody wants to be this uh, mm -hmm. person that stands against women and for rape. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a powerful that, story. That is Father, powerful. how can people listen to you uh, and get all this uh, good Catholic intel, this good Catholic catechesis that you provide? How can people listen to you? Yeah, I got um, my, my channel is Padre Peregrino at YouTube. And I'm currently doing a uh, Ignatian mental prayer patristic Bible study that I call Video Lexio Divina, VLX. And then I'm doing the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X on that. Um, and that is CPX, stands for Catechism of Pius X. And so if you just put in Padre Peregrino, that's the name of my blog. Padre Peregrino is the name of my podcasts. And Padre Peregrino is the name of my YouTube channel. So that's it. Well, I, I encourage, if anybody wants to get this, as they say in the streets, I'm going to get, talk like a blue-collar guy. If you want the straight dope on Catholicism, mm -hmm. this is definitely yep. one of the Catholic priests you want to go to. He's not going to tickle your ears. He's going to tell you what you need to hear based on 2,000 years of Catholic Absolutely. thought because he wants to save his soul and he wants to save your soul. And he's he not know, politically he correct. responsibility. Yeah. Father's not politically correct. Mm -hmm. He's just correct. Correct. <laughs> well, and I like how you put it, Jesse. I mean, high information Catholic, low information Catholic. That's a that's a term I learned from you. And this goes back to why Satan attacks the brain and the intellect of a family is because it's a little bit easier to manipulate emotions. But when you have um, someone in a family who's a high information Catholic, that's a lot harder to overturn. And so this goes back to this whole thing of like how Satan attacks. And this is why I really admire you guys and Terry and, and um, Eddie and, and Ruben and everybody getting this stuff out there because um, grace builds on nature. Religion builds on natural sciences. And if we can't get the natural sciences right on this uh, death injection and a virus with a 99.92% survival rate, if we can't get mm -hmm. that down, how are we going to get our theology down if grace right. builds on nature? Right. You're right, uh, but Father, Father, I think uh, I think the winds are on our back right now with this U.S. Supreme Court decision. Yeah, I think yep. we're going to yeah. see a, a lot of positive steps, 
in the next couple of days and weeks. I think I think we need to go ten percent more with the the medical personnel. They need this yeah. uh, uh, mandate to be uh, stricken abolished and stricken yeah. Yeah. because now they're they're going to be fighting. Yeah. You know, at a, those are the under the federal government because you know hospitals the majority of hospitals are probably all of them are receiving federal funds that's how they're holding uh those people and i i feel bad for them because i'm no longer there they're holding them hostage yeah that's right and i'm I'm sure you guys saw the project veritas stuff i noticed it 22 hours up for their last one on fauci it had 922,000 views so you know within 24 hours that just youtube alone and they're on numerous forums um, that had over a million views. In fact, Fauci had to tackle the accusations that came from Project Veritas the very next day. And so maybe the maybe the narrative of the left isn't fully unraveled, but it is unraveling. The narrative of the of the left. I wouldn't have said this a month ago, but you guys are absolutely right. Something in the past two weeks has happened. I noticed it happened right around Epiphany, which means, as you know, the the unveiling or the manifestation, literally manifest. So it's. It's interesting how things follow in the world, things in the church, that it was right around Epiphany, the manifestation, that the narrative of the left started to unravel. Father, thanks very much for coming on Jesus. Now, woman, give us your priestly blessing, por favor. Dominus vobiscum. Ecum spiritum tuum. Benedictio de omnipotentis, patris et filii, et spiritus sante, descendet super vos, et maniat semper. Amen. We are back at the bottom of the hour, Jesus 911, with Jesse and Anita. Such a joy to have a yes. network of many holy priests. Oh, yes, in, that was just country. a wonderful interview with Father Davis. He's just so knowledgeable on this subject and many other subjects. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, just well read, right. uh, very well prayerful, read. and God mm-hmm. just infuses a. Uh, Grace upon nature because yeah. he he spends his time and uh, uh, rolls up his sleeves and just does the homework. Does the homework and and why he does it for the love of his children. We are his children, yeah. so we are his spiritual children, and we want to thank you, Father Dave, for all that you do. God yes. bless you. Absolutely, uh, he's a modern day Saint Paul. Just travels yes. the country mm-hmm. teaching and preaching yeah. and praying and. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, just uh, offering the sacraments. What a wonderful priest, yep. Anita. Uh, we. Yes, we we are what we are going. We are going to mounting pro- a protest. Mounting a protest. Not just Romero, by right, the way. Right, it's us a couple. Priscan and Aquila. Aquila. <laughs> yeah. Tobias and Sarah. <laughs> Tobias and Sarah. My wife yeah. is more fired up about this than I am. Trust me. <laughs> yes. She's like, Absolutely. oh no, we're gonna, I'm like, this is eh, something that we need off. to no, do. No, no, no. She's yeah. We are not only Catholics that should be out in the public square, but we are, are also citizens of the United States who gives us this opportunity and the freedom to be out there and spread our faith. By the way, you found an uh, interesting quote on a document written by yes. Bishop Olmsted. Well, let's talk about what we're going to do. Okay, yeah. We'll talk about... Uh, and then you share that document. Yes, the quote. we're going to... Uh, we're going We're faithful Catholics are going to gather in Scottsdale, Arizona on uh, February 11th, 12th, and 13th. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday from 12 to 3 every day. And we are good. There's going to be a satanic conference in the hotel. We'll be outside, obviously. Saguaro Hotel. Hotel, Hotel in Scottsdale, California. And we want to invite you to come because this is something we Catholics need to uh, be visible of our opposition to this. 
Specifically, if you're from Phoenix, Arizona, this yes. is our fight here for the Catholics and other parts of the country that are listening. And if and if you could mark pray it on your calendar us. and pray, mm, pray. Okay, pray fire, fire arrows from yes, your from house, your from house, your from church, from your adoration chapel. Your group. I've been getting emails and I've been getting uh, phone calls from people that said they want to pray with us. They're going to get a group of people. Uh, one lady called and she said, she goes, I'm going to uh, contact uh, four churches at, in four different groups and they're going to have them uh, pray with us while we are out there. So there's a lot of prayer power support for this because yeah, this could come near you, right? It could come at- near you and we do not want that. So we want to just put a stop to it now. Actually, not us, but we want the Lord to, you know, we got to uh, pray and, and lift our hearts, our prayers to heaven. But it's, just it, like, but God uses instruments. Look yeah. at the Bible. God just doesn't just like snap his fingers or, or throw a, a lightning bolt. He uses people on yes. earth to fight against evil. He could destroy evil like this just with a thought. But he wants to put his children to work. It's like the Battle of Jericho. Yes. they. It's just like. And God that's it. what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to be praying. And and who's going to be with us? The Battle of Jericho, they carry the Ark mm-hmm. of the Covenant. Yep. Who is the Ark of the Covenant? Mary. Our Blessed Mother. Yes. This is what we're going to be carrying at the protest. That's our weapon. Thousands of mm-hmm. the people are going to be carrying this around the Sawara Hotel as a church of Satan and their leader is doing hexes, curses, incantations, sex magic, uh, and we all know what they do when they gather together, a black mass. Yes. So all, there's a heightened alert in Scottsdale, Arizona. All the churches have lay people watching everybody every day at mass, receiving Holy Communion, make sure it goes into their mouth, because that's exactly what they're going to be trying to do. And so it's going to be a peaceful, prayerful protest. We're Americans. Yeah. We have the right to be there, afforded by the Constitution. Yeah. And as Catholics, we have the duty to be there. I think the what document gives yeah. us. Well, there's a document from our, from our own bishop, uh, yeah, by the way. Our own bishop, Bishop Thomas Olmsted. Show the people the and camera. This is a book. There it is. It's called um, there it is. Uh, Catholics in the Public Square. So he talks about we should be out there in public. And um, Page what? Page two, it says Catholics, Catholic lay people should be the leaven of Jesus Christ in the public square. There you go. Bingo. Public square. What's that? The streets. The streets. Okay. Not this. When people think, oh, the new evangelization, what is it? I'm supposed to be a, an, an EHMC, a lector, an usher. No. That's all good. That's but, all good. Yep. But that's not what it our duties as lay people is to from the church out. out. That's out why those doors. Yeah, that's why it, the, the the mass ends the, at least the no solo mass and, ends. But uh, uh, go uh, and uh, how does it end? Uh, the last step. go out and um, I forgot. <laughs> I know the Latin mass is eat the misa s. Go go out. Go, yeah, go out and go. You are dismissed. And, and the Novus Ordo witness with your lives and your whatever. Yeah, something like that. Know, in other words, we're supposed to go, go out and evangelize. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Go to mass and forget. Yeah. In the Latin Mass, it's Ita Misa Es, which go, yeah. you are dismissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, dismissed for what? Dismissed to go evangelize. Yes. That That's, that's in our... In season and out of season. Yeah, that's our duty. And again... Uh, and you're going to meet opposition. Absolutely. You're going to meet opposition because who are we uh, opposing? Ultimately, Satan. The spirit of the world. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's who we're opposing. So 
the Catholic lady, we're going to hold a peaceful protest in front of the Saguaro Hotel, downtown Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Protests will be Friday, February 11th, Saturday, February 12th, Sunday, February 13th from 12 noon to 3 p.m. Why are we choosing these th- these three hours to pray instead of praying for 10 hours or being there all day? Well, because why? Because that's when our Lord Jesus Christ, he was hung on the cross and, and redeemed the world. So that's the, that is the primary reason we're doing from 12 to 3. Because and it's yes. short but intense. Exactly. That's what we want. Be- short, intense, and be- with fervor and conviction. That's what we're there because for. Because our prayers, mystically, mm-hmm. the angels and demons will see this, our prayers at that time are going to be flowing with right. the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's going to be flowing downstream with the power of Christ redeeming blood from 12. That's why, remember, old school Catholicism, I know at my house, the Romero house, 12 to 3 on Good Friday, my mom and dad said, no radio, no television, no mm-hmm. nothing. Sit in the, either we're going go to go to church, look at the Stations of the Cross, pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Nothing, not, no, you can't play, no, no, nothing, you know, nothing festive. Mm-hmm. You're going to think about what Jesus did for us for three hours. And I brought that tradition to my f- wife and my yeah. kids as well. Mm-hmm. Because those three hours are the holiest hours in the universe because that's when the redemption of the world was happening that's why we picked Mm -hmm. those three hours to go and pray to stop to block the satanic curses and hexes upon the city of scottsdale and also because our prayers will be more powerful we're joining the mystical blood of jesus Mm -hmm. that flowed at that time and we're also praying anita let's also be honest we're praying also prayers of reparation, yep. which it's our duty to pray prayers of reparation. It's, it's to repair not, the damage. That's what that's, that is. Re, there you go. Bingo. It's repair the damage. Because they're and doing damage the, with, with their right. curses. We're going to repair the damage. And the damage is that their souls are in jeopardy. Those sa- Satanists have have uh, accepted this, this false, religious, false system. religion system. So they have a damaged, their damaged property right now. And we need to repair the damage through reparation, through prayer. Now, Anita, some people may say, well, why don't you just stay at house and pray? But that goes against really with the tradition of the church. Right. Well, public prayer, uh, you know, St. Louis Monatford said public prayer is far more powerful than private prayer to appease the anger of God and call down his mercy. And the Holy Mother Church, guided by the Holy Ghost, has always advocated public prayer in times of public tragedy and suffering. St. Louis and this Montfort, is Mariologist. A tragedy. This is a tragedy. We're this had, is a great tra- Satanists are coming and... To consecrate they, a city to Satan? Yes, that is... How evil, and there's Catholic tragic. Church. I mean, we are a Christian nation. Well... I, I wish <laughs> one nation under God. God. Okay, yeah. there, at least there. we were once upon a <laughs> time. time. Maybe we're a secular nation. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Matt but here's now. the point that I want to make. Also, what we need to be out we're there. Orphans. Think about this: if 25 percent of the country are baptized Catholics, 20, according to studies, 25 one out of four Americans are baptized Catholics. Mm-hmm. So that means that one out of four people attending that conference, even if it's 10 or 50 or 100, whatever it is, a quarter of them are baptized Catholics. Yep. Shouldn't we be praying for their soul? Absolutely. That's imperative that we pray for their conversion, their soul, that to turn away from from this evil that is in their heart, the the darkness that's in their heart that is 
overcome them. We need to be praying for them. And people, even, you know, our family members that are in dark, that applies to them too. And, Ab- and- Absolutely. And, and Anita, uh, I'll, I'll tell you why we need to be praying for them as well also. Because Jesus died for their sins. Yep. So we can't say, they're Satanists. Who cares? Let them go to hell. No. We want, our prayers are going to call the grace mm-hmm. of God, God down upon them and the city of Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Right. And praying for another person is an act of love. It's an act of charity. Remember, what is, uh, uh, it's St. Augustine. Huh? Here, uh, I, here, uh, oh, here she comes. Hold that thought. Our, our Theo Tokos. Holy pause. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mother of the Savior. Yes. Uh, the cause of our joy. We'll be right back. We'll continue. Our Lady Guadalupe, your beauty and your grace are a great new dawn. Amen. Wow, that's so beautiful. So By the way, my wife's my wife's license plate that. on her car <laughs> is Mater Day. So if you see a car zipping around the Phoenix area, and if you look at the license plate, it says Mater Day, which means a Latin Mother of God. That's Anita Romero. That's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Prisco over here. Uh, that's uh, Sarah. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I get people say, oh, uh, Mater D? And I said, no. And this is the time I evangelize. I tell them, no, it means the mother of God. Uh, tell people Mary, what, the mother of Tell God. people what my license plate is on my truck. Jude 3. Ah, <laughs> Jude 3. Jude only has one chapter. So it's it's just, it, it's you know, people usually say Jude and give the verse. So it's Jude verse 3. It, it says, contend for the faith, or the Greek is actually fight for. Fight for the faith, once and for all, delivered to the saints. What faith is that? The Catholic faith. That's the yeah. faith we fight for. Not Joe Olstein's faith, not Protestantism, you know, some fake religion that started back uh, in Europe and Germany back in the 16th century. Not some American religion like Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses. The real religion of the apostles, that's Jude 3. Mm-hmm. I think we're talking about... And that's about... also going out in the public square, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <That's... laughs> we're talking about the opposition, yes. our, our, our faithful Catholic uh, peaceful opposition to yes. the Satanic Conference. But uh, there's also another saint yeah, that another talks said, about. Yeah, another We mentioned St. Louis de Montfort, but now I'm going to mention St. John Vianney. And what does he say about pri- uh, public pray- prayer? He says, private prayer is like straw scattered here and there. If you set it on fire, it makes a lot of little flames. But gather these straws into a bundle and light them, and you get a mighty fire rising like a column into the sky. Public prayer is like that. It's like a mighty fire. Like a mighty fire. And that's what you're going to see at the protest. We're calling the fire of God's Holy Spirit upon these Satanists. Right, we are. We are. It'll it'll stop their curses and it'll give them the grace of conversion. Yes, yes. And through the, our prayers, we will call the, the grace of God down upon us. And just like Jesse said, on us, everybody that's there in the city of Scottsdale. 
we will have a Marian consecration done for the well. Uh, uh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get a priest. Yeah. Hopefully, we, yeah. That, well, you know, we could. We can at least do it as lay Catholics. Yeah, lay Catholic, it may we have, could do not, a may have that effect. Of course, yep. a priest or bishop yep. would have a huge that effect. Would, yes, that would. But we can do what we can. Yeah, we can do what we can. Yeah. Uh, at least say Marian consecration prayers. Prayers. Yeah, that's what we're going to be If there's praying. a thousand of us doing hey, it, it can have Hail some Mary effect. Hail Mary is a Marian consecration yeah, prayer. Yeah, 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 you're right. So essentially we are. So, so as Catholics, we must confront the evil cult in every city they seek to consecrate to Satan. We do. And as Catholics uh, nationwide, worldwide, everybody needs to do that. Every square inch on the planet Earth belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember, he purchased it with his blood on Calvary. Scott still belongs to Jesus, not yeah, Satan. That's right. So this is a rallying cry for Catholic men and men to stand up and non-Catholic men of goodwill. So, and of course, women, women absolutely, women. women are there. But we need the strength of the man, the yeah. heart of the man, the yeah. courage of a man. Because it, yeah. it, it takes a lot of courage to be in front, on the street, praying. Because... Okay. You, okay. yeah. people are seeing, watching you. They're passing by. Uh, they're giving thumbs ups, thumbs down. So you're going to be able to be able to absorb that. But just remember, we are of God. And yeah, I think we're going to have more thumbs up on it. Oh I really yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm in contact with the police department and city hall, mm-hmm. and they're uh, they're basically thumbs up on the fact that Catholics are going to yeah. go out there and protest. Yeah. Let me give everybody a bit of and good remember, news. Remember, it's a peaceful protest. Yes, of course. You just want to remind everybody But it's all right that. to do this so. This is not, uh, we're, we're not BLM or oh, Black no. Lives Matter. We On are the contrary. Not. We serve Christ the King, not Absolutely. Satan. Absolutely. Uh, here's some good news. You're the first to hear about this. Mm. We're working on a web page, a landing page to have mm. all this information, parking, public restrooms, the prayers we're going to pray, mm-hmm. uh, all the details, why we're doing this. Everything's going to go on this page, it's going to be called AZ, which stands for Arizona, AZRiseUpFaithful.com. We, we, we bought the domain. It's already up. Everything will be up by Monday afternoon. And from that point on, this is the way, Anita, Catholics from Arizona, yep. we're going to communicate our message. It'll be through this landing page, right. AZ. RiseUpFaithful.com, AZRiseUpFaithful.com. Beginning Monday, it My, will Monday, be Monday, all the information, mm-hmm. the prayers, yep. how to prepare for the protests, yeah. why we're doing the protests, mm-hmm. where it's going to be at, where to park, where the public restrooms are at, how long we'll be there. All that's going to be on this page forevermore. And any event, Anita, yeah. that we participate in as faithful, we, faithful sons and daughters of church. On. Yeah. yeah, even after this event. But all those that can't make it to our event, please pray pray with us at those times, because we need the the more we pray for this intention, the greater our prayers will be. And remember, even though you're not praying with us physically there, always also be in the state of grace, because your prayers, remember, are very powerful. That's right, uh, Anita. Uh, there's a great book written by Bishop Olmsted for mm-hmm. Catholic men. It's called Into the Breach. Yes. And let me share what it says on page one, because this is basically our marching orders as Catholic men and even women. Yes. Because everybody that's baptized and convert is a soldier of mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ doesn't discriminate. Now, right. we have different roles, but we're all soldiers of Christ. Page one of Into the Breach really tells us why we're going out there. 
our, our bishop says, The world is under attack by Satan, as our Lord said it would be. 1 Peter 5, 8 for 14. The battle is occurring in the church herself. Mm-hmm. So he's talking, to, he's saying what Pope Leo XIII said, Pope Paul mm-hmm. VI, that Satan has Satan come into the, the church. church. Our, uh, Bishop Olmsted is agreeing with them, mm-hmm. with the two popes. Mm-hmm. The battle is occurring in the church herself. One of the key reasons that the church is faltering under the attacks of Satan is that many Catholic men have not been willing to step into the breach Mm -hmm. to fill this gap that lies open and vulnerable to further attack. So he's he's laying the responsibility and the blame on men. I think that's good that he's saying that. Yeah, I think he's calling men out. Yes, because they know that he... No, outside of the, the clergy, the priesthood, and the bishopric, he knows that men have the authority within their domain, their domestic church. And if they don't, you know, exercise that authority uh, towards God, then what happens? Society crumbles Society and the family crumbles. crumbles. He also says on page 22, he says, My sons and brothers, men of the Diocese of Phoenix, we need you to step into the breach. Anita, And that's what, what we're doing. That's what, that's he, what this We're whole, following this. They're following this. This is into the breach. What verse is he quoting here, Anita? Yeah, he's quoting Ezekiel 2230. It says, And I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the breach before me for the land, for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Let me break this down, Whoa. what it means here. Okay. Wow. Yes. So Bishop Ohms' document begins with a quote from the biblical prophet Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30, mm-hmm. that, that inspired the title of his book called Into the Breach. So in that passage that my wife just read, yeah, God, exegesis. <laughs> God warns that the people mm-hmm. will perish for their sins. The Israelites yes. will perish for their sins unless one man is willing to stand in the breach to forestall uh, the coming destruction. Mm-hmm. In the or in the gap, mm-hmm. stand between the innocent people and the wicked people. Somebody has to stand there in prayer, mm-hmm. to, basically as a witness, and to stave off the attacks. And so that's exactly what we're doing, Anita. Yeah. And in fact, what 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 is our motivation? What would you say our motivation is for us going out there and? and Pre- yeah, I, I peacefully, think I, prayerfully protest. Yeah, our motivation, and I mentioned this, is to protest for the love of what souls, love of souls, and love of truth. And you, you know, even in First Corinthians, uh, chapter thirteen, verse six, it says, "Love does not rejoice in what is wrong, but rejoices with the truth." Amen. And I'm sure some fathers of the church probably have stuff. Yeah, Father, like Saint Jerome. Jerome, Saint Jerome said, "A dog may bark in in his master's defense." Am I to stand by when God's holy name is blasphemed? I would sooner die than remain silent. And Anita, you know Whoa. they're going to be blaspheming the holy name oh, of God. Yeah. They're they Satanists. Are. Mm-hmm. They hey, are. Everything they do is blasphemous. Mm-hmm. Yep. And There's also the, a, a powerful p- yes. priest who should be. Yeah. He was a great I, Jesuit. Yeah, Father John Harden. Very, uh, He's actually that, servant but, of yes, God right now. Yes. Yeah, servant of God. He said, I can honestly tell you the future of the church in our country depends heavily on the zeal of lay Catholics like yourself. Zeal. 
what we have zeal for the church. You and I have zeal for the church and everybody, I'm sure all you faithful listeners, you have zeal for the church. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast and many other wonderful podcasters that are, are trying to speak the truth. So you have zeal because I know when you listen, you want to go out and do something about it. Even if it's on a one-on-one, if you can only do it on a one-on-one and and you, you tackle that every day. That's what that means. Zeal for the truth. Zeal for your church. I think that, and we even want to pray. We even want to pray that these Satanists receive the grace of conversion. Because yeah, absolutely. The highest law of the church in the Code of Canon Law, Canon 1752, which is the last canon, mm-hmm. I'll quote the relevant section. It yeah. says, keeping in mind the salvation of souls, which in the church must always be the supreme law. Yeah. This is the, the supreme duty of the church. It's not global warming or... Plastic mm-hmm. in the ocean. It's the salvation of souls. And Anita, there could be some Bartolo Longos in there. Yeah, yeah. And who was he? Well, he was a satanic priest at one time. In his, uh, and the prayers of the cath- of a Catholic gave him the grace of conversion. Boom. There you go. He was a satanic priest. And because a Catholic was willing to pray for his conversion, there you go. And he came into the church and spent the rest of his life promoting the Holy Rosary in the service of Our Lady. There you go. I even read that he would go back Mm -hmm. as a hardcore Catholic into satanic meetings and he'd hold up the rosary and he'd say, repent, this (laughs) she will lead you to salvation. Yes, And they would, sometimes they would run him out. Yep, Our Lady. Oh, we're done. That's a wrap. Yeah, we're done. That's a wrap. Jesus 911 was great being with you today. We'll see you next time. Yeah, up next, Gary Machuda, stick around. You don't want to miss uh, the big guy. Yeah, he's a world class apologist. Yeah, absolutely. We're glad to have him on the network. But as for us, we're out, Anita. We're out. Have a wonderful, beautiful, blessed weekend. Ave Maria, ora pro nobis. nobis.